What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Conspiracy or Just a Coincidence. I am Jack Allen. First, if if you haven't followed me, go follow me at Kojak Podcast. And it's the same on everything. So try to make it easy. And um, yeah, that's literally it. So if you haven't heard, so I real backstory, quick backstory before I, I introduce the guest. So my friend, my good friend, Odd Man, who you all know on the show, Odd Man, when I when I first started getting, he recommended uh, this lovely gentleman that I'm about to introduce. And I've listened to this episode about propaganda with him. And I don't know if he remembers this. This isn't a slight, but I, I DM'd him about two years ago. And it's finally culminated in this show. So I'm very excited, Brad. Uh, or Brad Bain. Oh, oh I'm my sorry God. it took me that long to. <laughs> oh, I'm just joking, dude. You're a busy guy. But uh, so I'm so excited to have you on. So Brad Binkley, Brad, thanks for coming on the show, dude. How are you yeah, doing today, buddy? I'm good. Thanks for having me on, Jack. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm now inspired to get back in the gym because instead of just buying smaller and smaller tank tops when I wear them, because sometimes I wear them on the cam show. Um, yeah. The tank tops aren't going to be able to get any smaller if I don't start working out again. And you're inspiring me. You look like you've been pumping iron. I need to get back. Need to get back in the gym. Uh, dude, one, you know, slow and steady. That's the way. That's what I tell everybody. Just slow and steady. And you know, you'll. It's been. I, I'm in recovery, so that's been. I switched from yeah. shooting heroin to to lifting gym, lifting weights. That's oh, been, and yeah, and yeah. reading conspiracy books. That's cool. So it's like a it's a it's a productive addiction yes yeah. yes exactly exactly dude that's a great idea uh well so uh, i guess if people have could you give i mean a real brief like backstory on you because i i'm sure many people know who you are but just in case if they if they don't i am host of the prop <clears throat> excuse me the propaganda report and the drive time news blast i i do daily news kind of from a. A, con- a conspiracy angle. I try to I try to see beneath the surface of the news to talk about what the the propaganda meaning of it is. I've studied propaganda for like ten years now, the the history of it, and I I studied journalism in college and uh, economics, but I, you know journalism was what I was actually more interested in. And I, I spent a lot of time working in the entertainment industry, acting, stand up comedy, improv, and uh, wow. I got to meet a bunch of people from who have different perspectives and stuff. And I never stopped uh, of studying propaganda uh, along the way. And I just I, I taught stand up comedy for a long time and improv. That's ama- I didn't know that, dude. Yeah, I I, I loved doing it. Like it was one of, teaching stand up comedy was like one of my favorite things that I've ever done. I did it for years. And what I found doing that was that the thing that held people back was that they had been convinced that they could not do certain things because they didn't have things that were out, outside of them. Okay. And I, I just I, I I opposed that radically that you were given this checklist of, of what to do in life. You have to do one, two, three, four. And if you don't do that, then, well, you're just screwed. And I came to the conclusion that that that's just all propaganda programming yeah. that people have grown up into. And it has convinced them that they have this ceiling unless they go out and get all this, you know, these things that aren't even connected to the success of something like the education system just completely disconnected to practical, practical skills at this point. And <clears throat> And so, kind of from that point on, I really, I really started hitting propaganda study like a lot harder, and, okay. and I, I got, 
I went down the rabbit hole of propaganda, uh, so to speak, and I read everything I could get my hands on from the 1800s, early 1900s, and I just wanted wow. to kind of crack that code of, of the way they psychologically manipulated people and how to kind of expose that to, to show people that those barriers are an illusion. And they, yeah. they, they just got to see that and they can go through it. So people can sometimes be blackpilled by, by propaganda. It's all controlled, whatever. They're, of course, they're always going to control things, but there's an ebb and flow, a back and forth where uh, – we they adjust we adjust they adjust we adjust and um i think it's hopeful to be able to expose the the propaganda because you're not restrained by them of course they're going to continue trying to oppress but it's not a black pill thing it, it's uh an, an empowering thing and that's kind of my backstory related to propaganda anyway <laughs> and that's where i remember you were talking about edward bernays on odd man's oh, yeah, show yeah, yeah. So, and I know this isn't our art. We're talking Templars tonight, but right. um, you said you read like books on the 1800s and in, in propaganda. Well, it, there's just a lot of it, you can. I used to do this on Google all the time. All the Google's changed what you can find. I would just type in certain propaganda terms. Okay, and if you do quotes and propaganda plus, and then quotes whatever other term you want to put in, it says search modifiers, and I would just you know, plus. 1800s or I would try to you could adjust the time thing I don't think it goes back that far but if you start doing that and you attach PDF to it then yeah. it will go back pretty far and what wow. I discovered is in the older books like the Edward Bernays books the Walter Lippmann's uh, Harold Laswell from the early 1900s during World War One is they're all citing books that they read and learned from that are from the 1800s and so I would then look those books up and you can often find the entire book on like the internet archive yeah right uh, and those are a lot of them are psychological based there's one of them there's, there's one of them about just crowds and crowd manipulation that that Bernays was completely inspired by because he was inspired by his uncle Freud yeah and, and uh, this other guy who wrote this book called crowds Laban I think was his name and I think right. that's the first one from back in the 1800s that I read it's just it's interesting to see that it's the same mindset really all the way back then as it is now it's just that the technology has Better. improved and we're all far more connected and information can travel far more rapidly interesting dude no that's it that's a fat and now that i'm thinking about it, i mean even uh napoleon and this isn't real but he would release his bulletins and he would lie like he'd say we caught ten thousand soldiers 400 cannons when in reality maybe a thousand maybe you know just uh that's so you say that because yeah. one of napoleon's books I can't remember what it was, the name of it, but it's considered by some to be one of the first propaganda type manuals and demonstrations in propaganda. And I, they talk about Napoleon and Alexander the Great, their type of propaganda, because of course they only had, they didn't have as many people to reach, but it was harder for them to reach them, right. would be in the form of putting their face on coins, an intimidation factor and stuff like that. And uh, it's, it's really a fascinating subject. Yeah, if you can't, a lot of people like they get too dark about it. I don't. I'm not like that. I can stay pretty light right. about things, and I think well, it's interesting. Yeah, and I it's it's existed. It's gonna always exist, right? Totally. I mean, how many? And I, I'm reading a book right now on the Thirty Year War and the Habsburgs in Hungary or wherever. So one of those countries that they were ruling, they they created censors to prevent prevent the certain news coming out. They would shut down newspapers. Yeah. So you're, I, you know, that's such an awesome topic to be an expert in because well, the, it's one just more so thing, powerful. I won't, derail, I won't derail us too much, but they yeah, used to no, teach people hot. to write. So the, the people who learned to write 
were the ones who kind of controlled the information and they wouldn't teach right. everybody to write. So that, in a, in a sense, was a form of, of empowering people to propagandize those who could not write. Interesting. Right, right. Dude, that's awesome. And last question about prop, because I've seen Edward Bernays's books and I haven't yeah. ever read it. Does he talk, what, what, are, what does he talk about in his books? Bernays is... Uh, so I would suggest anybody who wanted to just really get some insight into the way that some of these elitists think to read Edward Bernays' books because they're easy to read and he's so arrogant and he's so giddy about manipulating yeah. people. There's one book, I think it's Public Opinion, that uh, and I believe it's on page 75 because I, I cite this one a lot, where he talks giddily about how during World War I, the public... They, they, they fell for the fake atrocity stories that the Committee on Public Information made up. They, they weren't real. And he, talk, he talked about how they recycled those stories from back in the 1800s, 1700s. They just used the same ones that were used yeah. back then. And they, yeah. they, you know, nobody questions an atrocity because we see what happens. You, know, you get just kicked off platforms, basically, if you do it. So they knew that. And he boasts about how they deceived the public, bamboozled them, and that it caused a backlash leading up to World War II that nobody believed them and trust them. And right, so they, right. they talk giddily about that stuff. And he, he basically just lays out his, the use of propaganda. He lays out tactical uh, mechanisms that he sees and okay. how it's based in psychology, based in groups. It's, it's the easiest read of all of the propagandists, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, that one and another great one. So prop, just the book Propaganda by Edward Bernays is a good one. Yes. Short and sweet. Another one. Crystallizing public information that he wrote, and that one talks a lot about. I've seen that. Okay, yeah, how all news is propaganda, all of it. The reason it's in the news is because it was chosen to be there to serve a purpose. That doesn't mean it's not real, right? So it just means it's it would be left out if it weren't serving some broader purpose. So it's in that selection of it, and I found that fascinating. That was yeah. probably the most eye-opening book of his that I read. And another really really great one is Harold Laswell, Propaganda During World War. And so he's like sarcastic and funny when he writes about it. He's also an elitist, though, like a buddy of Bernays. But okay. he just talks about how just it, in order to compel people to fight in a war that they would not fight in, they talk about getting us in America to go from neutral to hungry for war during World War One. Yeah, and it's you got to create that enemy. You got to demonize that. You can't split up who the enemy is, and we see this all the time today. Trump, Putin, stuff like that, because people have to have one evil demon to focus on and they right. have to believe that person and who those they influence are going to destroy their values and everything they've ever known and if they are to stop it they must engage in war and be willing to kill and it's just it's so bold in their writing of it and i think back then these were books they just kind of sent to each other to read that not a lot of people got exposure to that people today can easily find and read yeah but then now people today don't read so they i know, they, I know everybody's on tiktok it's gonna be <laughs> yeah it's tough man it's just so many distractions it's hard to get through like a page in a book nowadays i know dude i know and, and it's i mean uh, like i'm sure you've seen like those man on the street interviews i forget there's this one guy he's maybe like i don't know what he, he's like not white i don't know what he, but he does he's like a conservative guy i can't think of his name but he does those and he just says, yes, like you're right to every question they he asked them. But it's terrifying. I mean, it's literally ter like, you know, what countries make up um, um, North America or, or what and do or where was the Vietnam War fought? I mean, the answers these people have, it's scary. 
scary. Yeah. Yeah. But all right. So, oh, I just say you're on mute. I don't know if I muted you, you think, but, um, but anyway, no, that was so, me. I muted it because I was uh, adjusting my weird uh, light. Okay, right perfect. <laughs> well, so I, I brought you on because my boy skeptic, uh, with who is who's in the chat always, who's so nice to my wife as well, always comments to her when she's on it. But I've been doing a lot of Templar episodes, as as you guys that are here know. And so he he brought up Mr. Binkley here and said that he has talked about Templars in the current times, which I know nothing about. So I wanted to. So let me just give you my, I want, I'm going to give you my theory and then I want to, so for a while I used to think the temp, when I first started reading and everything, I accepted the, the Templars were attacked, even though they were central bankers, they were good. It was the evil Catholic church that didn't like them, that, um, Prince King Philip, he was broke. So he wanted their money. That's why he did it. And they made up all these lies about them and how they, they just were, I don't, you know, even though they were committing usury, they were still just good Christians. And then I read this book, Secret Societies and Subversive Movements by Nesta Helen Webster. And she breaks down this and just destroys that for me. And how, you know, the, the Templars, they they say they got these confessions through torture, which they did torture in France, but many England, uh, Sicily, uh, all these countries, they did not torture. They got the same exact confessions from these people. So I, I, she really just, and so now I am in the camp that the Templars were a rel, a, a Gnostic group doing, you know, orgy, sodomies, all the, anything you can think of, of what like the Canaanite religion does or whatever, um, they were taking part in it. At least that's my theory. And so I thought, I thought the way it ends is Templars 1308 or whatever, and they pop out as Rosicrucians, as as they then they use that Freemasonry and create these other groups. And that's one of the top groups that those beliefs, at, at least, are still alive today. And so I thought that kind of it kind of and I in person, I think it kind of ended like this is what I thought, because Freemasonry is not that powerful anymore. And, you know, maybe maybe NGOs are the new secret societies. But what's so what's your take on the Knights Templar and then. How do they exist today, I guess? So I don't know that I'm going to be able to fully answer those questions with this story, although it's going to depend on what people believe is true about the beliefs of the people involved in the story that I'm going to tell you related to Kamala Harris. <laughs> that idea of the, the Knights Templar and it disappearing and them being one way uh, and, and then you, know, you read another book and they're presented another way. Yes. I, I believe that all of these groups are when they have a level of power, there is going to be a growth in them to where, and I know it's, it's almost stereotypical at this point where it's like 33rd degree Masons think they're in the know, but they're yeah. actually clueless. They're, they're there to create that shell around the people because who are I actually yes. in the yes. know. And I think the pro the, that was probably the case back then as well. And I also think that infiltration for the purpose of sabotage to any group with influence is always going to happen. So no matter how great or good a group might be, if they have power and influence, especially ideologically or with religion, they will. there will be attempts to infiltrate them to either bring them down internally or, mm -hmm. or to sabotage them, giving them a bad name. I, I recommend everybody reading the – it was the OSS, which predated the CIA, the Simple Sabotage Manual. It's online at the CIA's website. And you can think about those tactics and think about how they apply back hundreds of years. And today, it's just – 
ways to get in there, and it's just so petty too. Causing mm-hmm. frustrations, harming people's reputation in ways that they know is wrong, that, that makes it inescapable because of the way they control the perception. So when it comes to that type of stuff, that, that's how I view any group that was once considered good, that, that view might have changed. The Templars, the, the only stuff that I really uh, know about them, whether or not it's true, I, I'm not certain, is apparently they were like the f- first police force. Well, in, in the first organized police force. And I learned that when I was going through this case related to Kamala Harris. And there's a group that exists today, or it did. I, don't, I, I think some of them still do. I don't know how prominent they are, but mm-hmm. they claimed to be the descendants of that first police force. And they claimed that they were, their name, they called themselves the Masonic Fraternal Police Order or Police Department, the MFPD, if you will. So it's like freeze, MFPD is arresting you. And that is what the Kamala Harris story is related to. It's uh, this claim by somebody who worked in her office to be a member of this police department and to have jurisdiction over 33 states, all of their police forces, because they date back to the first police force. This was what they told people. And also over Mexico. And they went around trying to exercise this jurisdiction, claiming that Kamala herself was aware of this. And I can, I can tell you that story now, if you like. Uh, and yeah, that'd be great. You can great. interject whenever. I'm going to be going off notes. I haven't told Dude, this one in a while. I'll go back through it. And, and just going back through that, this again, my notes, my old notes, it's just like how crazy this story is. So before you hear the story, just... It's like Kamala Harris is the vice president of the United States, could very well be president if for whatever reason Joe is, steps down or is pushed out, which I think is a possibility because that's how you get the first female president, a uh, female African-American president who's immensely unlikable, Kamala Harris, without having to vote her in. And I think they might use a Hunter Biden story to push him out and claim and the, media, the media pretend like they, they did it and they exposed it. I've been speculating about that. But so you have this woman who could very well be president. No one, one, Kamala has never at any point in time that I can discover, and I've looked pretty hard, has ever commented herself on this story. She's never been asked to her directly about this story you're about to hear. The only comment was from a spokesperson from the California Attorney General in 2015, her office, that made a couple of comments about it, and that's it. And when you hear this, it's going to be like, wow, nobody wanted to kind of ask her about that while she's running for president. So I'll stop rambling and I'll, I'll go into the, the You're not rambling now. at all. No, that's, that's a, I know nothing. So it's a per, I need the backstory. So perfect. All right, well, stop me if uh, something doesn't make sense or yep. if you just want to interject and chat. All about right. It. All right. Okay, so back in 2015, Kamala, she was the attorney general for California. That was back when she was in her heyday of, you know, prosecuting all those people who smoked a little bit of weed, you know, before she became a big weed smoking fan. Right, and a big Tupac fan. Yeah, yeah, right. Years later. Exactly. Yeah. And while she was the attorney general of California, there was a man who worked in her office, a government employee named Brandon Keel. That's K-E-I-L. Now, in 2015, while working in Kamala's office for Kamala, Keel was arrested for some really wild stuff. I mean, I mean, some pretty wild stuff. Before I tell you what that wild stuff is, I, I want to really emphasize here that one of the comments that her spokesperson made in the aftermath of this when Brandon was arrested was the spokesperson just basically made it seem like Keel was a low-level staffer who Kamala never interacted with and knew nothing about. That was okay. kind of you know the way to distance. And I just want to go ahead and put that claim to bed right now because 
Keel, Keel's not a low-level staffer. It, it was the opposite, actually. And he, he worked closely with Kamala, and she thought very highly of him, so highly of him that she actually uh, appointed him with a, a handful of other people, just a small number of people who she trusted enough to put on a special team that was assigned to work on what ended up being her signature program when she was attorney general, and that was her truancy program to go after the parents that were not sending their kids to school and prosecute them. And she did very successfully. And, and this program, this truancy program, when she, after she announced that she was running for president or the presidential primary for the Democrats in 2016, Mm -hmm. the first town hall she did after that announcement, the very first thing that she bragged about as her crowning achievement was this truancy project, which she assigned this Brandon Keel person, one of a very small number of people to work on. And there was a report published in 2014 that thanked there was a thank thank you section this was from the attorney general's office comma was thanking very broadly and, and generically a lot of people and then a special thank you section that had just a handful of people in it brandon okay. keel was specially thanked for his work <laughs> on the special team yeah this true he worked closely with her I, I read where one of the investigators talked about how he worked directly underneath her and there's no merit to the claim that she had nothing to do with this guy. I, she had a lot to do with him, which makes it even crazier because he threw her name around while he was doing the stuff about the Knights Templar and trying to right. get in to these police departments. And it, this stuff is also in news articles from 2015 too, which is crazy to me. You, you can see all this in California newspapers and, and nobody yeah. ever asked her. I mean, that's the first question I would ask Kamala Harris right. if I were a debate moderator, which I would never be a deba- debate moderator because of that. Absolutely. You wouldn't. Exactly. No. Yeah. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I, I have a, a clip here that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. play for you. Yeah. That is, it's just like a two minute overview of the arrest. Uh, and and it'll give you a little bit. I mean, it'll give you clarity on what Brandon did, and then well, awesome. I mean, the story just gets weirder and weirder and weirder. So let me share that there. I love Streamyard; it's a good program. And it is. Dude. I never knew you could too. do this. So this is that's awesome. Oh really? Yeah, no. it's awesome. Man. It's the easiest way to do it, in my opinion. Um, okay, make sure you have the right one here. Share. All right. Yeah. So this is actually from my old episode. I couldn't find the clip on my okay. computer. Okay. So I'm playing it from that episode. This kind of thing every day. Um, anyone- you can hear that, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyone who's read the book, The Da Vinci Code, or seen the movie, probably knows something about the Knights Templar. They're basically an ancient law enforcement organization that these three people who were arrested claim to be a part of. A lot of people think this group is fake. However, there are real consequences for impersonating an officer of the law. That's just what the L.A. County Sheriff's Department arrested these folks for. Take a look at their mugshots right here. These three people have all identified themselves as being members of the Masonic Fraternal Police Department. And according to the L.A. Times, one of the suspects, Brandon Keel, was an aide to California State Attorney General Kamala Harris. When officers searched the homes of these three in Santa Clarita, they say they found weapons, badges, vehicles, uniforms, and other law enforcement-type equipment. Just the kind of items that would give the impression that these people were real sworn police officers. Keel, along with Tanette Hayes and David Henry, the chief of the so-called Masonic Fraternal Police Department, were all arrested for impersonating a peace officer. Now, this is a serious offense that can come with prison time. Law enforcement says they became aware of this illegitimate police organization when the group contacted the Santa Clarita Sheriff's Station and met with the station's captain. Now, it's unclear why the group wanted to do that. 
the Masonic police organization claims to be a part of a, a modern day branch of the fabled Knights Templar, a group that dates back basically a thousand years as the chief of Santa Clarita's home. Um, the windows out there, we checked it out. They were all shut. No one came to the door and we knocked. Neighbors tell us the Masonic couple that lives there were very friendly and no one thought they were suspicious. Okay, that's not necessarily true that no one thought that they were suspicious because there's other reports <laughs> that they they apparently would have these big police parties where all these okay. people who were dressing like police officers, not official police uniforms, maybe official to them, would come over. There'd be cop cars parked everywhere. There's apparently weapons everywhere. It seems as though this group of people truly believed what they said. So there's people who are con artists, and then there's people who believe it. Yeah. And I, I, see no, I could find no reason for them to pretend to do this to con people because it's not, it wasn't really a profitable endeavor. It, it didn't seem. And so just to clarify, he, he wasn't an aide to Kamla. His official title listed in the truancy report is deputy director of community affairs. Wow. Uh, yeah. So wow. he, this guy, he was, uh, I, I, I get so, I want to spill all the beans about the story right now, but I would just have a giant mouthful because there's so much information. So, so just to just to re so the the these guys these Templar Knights they they would have cop cars but they weren't actually licensed police officers yes they were not not the way they weren't like official LAPD so they, their claim was that they were they were the original PD so that's so, why they're allowed to that and they're why yeah, they're allowed to do this exactly okay. And, okay and that is what they told actual police officers that they spoke with uh, which this it gets really. <laughs> It's just a wild, wild story, man. I, Have you ever seen? There's a in Florida. There was this guy. He's been arrested a lot, and he, he, he would deck out his car, and like it looked just like a cop, and it was called like Dade County, not police, but Dade County, and it looked just like a cop car. But he was like, he would uh, for funerals and stuff like that. He would block the roads. And so he would like work as a cop. Yes, because in Florida they have weird rules that you can. And he would block off roads like he would have all these guys in other cop cars with bikes that it just wouldn't say like police, you know, but so this is what this reminds me of. But anyway, continue. Yeah, it is. It's similar to that. Like you wonder where they get the costumes and stuff and you wonder right. how they find each other. Yeah. And I, I, and I have some stuff that I was able to find on um, the Wayback Machine and some I'm going to show you some pictures of these people and some of the outfits they wear, which is and. The people, the the very well known people they're photographed with. Well, I'll, I'll save that for a little bit of um, a little bit of mystery until we get there. So that was the overview of what they were charged with, and, and they were just going around these multiple police departments making these same claims, and they would wear those full police uniforms. Uh, most of the time, there was one of them who sometimes wore a different outfit, which you'll see in a second. They were equipped with these badges, and before they met with these police chiefs. Around, around the state of California. They went to a lot of them. Keel, the guy who worked for Kamala, yeah. he wrote letters to all of these departments saying that they needed to meet with them and inform them that they, the Masonic Fraternal Police Department, would be exercising their jurisdiction over all of these police departments in California and police departments in 33 states. There's that number 33 and yes. in Mexico, which I thought that was odd. They threw Mexico. Yeah. In there as well. I, I just can you imagine a group of th three people coming in, full full police uniform, saying, "We're here to just let you know that 
we are the original police department. We're descendants right. of the Knights Templar, and right. we now have jury. We're now in charge. I mean, that is like, wh- wh- I Insane. mean, to a cop too. Right. Yeah. They're not the most open to that kind of talk. Not at all. And <laughs> they even had a website that they put up. So it wasn't like they were hiding this. They had a website describing all of this stuff they put up there. There's like misspellings all over it too. And during the interactions with the, with these police chiefs, Keel, so the investigators talked to all these police chiefs and Keel was described as the guy who was the initiator, the facilitator who did all the talking while the other two were, were there. The woman, Tanetta Hayes, she is described as never saying anything, looking like she's just along for the ride. And the other guy, David Henry, called himself Brandon's step or uh, father-in-law, which doesn't make sense because they're not that different in age. It's, okay. It was weird. And he also called himself the grand master of this fraternal police order. So he, he went as the grand master, which he also did when he met with Bill Clinton and some other well-known people. And how did Keel get them in the door for these meetings? Well, he used his Kamala Harris Attorney General's office badge. He told them he, w- he worked for Kamala Harris, and he had an official government ID to back it up. And when they left the meetings, he left his Department of Justice card so they could contact him later. So again, like it's not he, he's walking around proudly saying this stuff and saying, I work for Kamala Harris. Here's my card. Call me anytime. Dude. Right. It's crazy, isn't it? That's nuts, dude. Like I, I the balls on this guy. Is I know. Crazy. So either he's he believes it, or, or you're right. He's got some, you know, cojones. Yeah. And he was actually asked by the investigator after he was arrested what the attorney, what Kamala and the attorney general's office, what they thought about what he was doing, using her yeah. name to get these meetings and say all yeah. these seemingly crazy things. And he said they're well aware of everything I'm doing, and they support it. Has anybody ever asked Kamala about that? Yeah, dude. Not that I can find. Right. Like, this this woman could be president, and that is out there. And, and not a single question. Not one question about it. It just... And if somebody like, asks that question, too, they'd probably just get blasted on Twitter as conspiracy oh, crazy. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I just... And, like, I'm... I mean, not that I would expect Fox News to run this story, but you would think that at least even Fox News would say... You know, a watered down version like this guy, he pretended to be a leave the Templar part out, but just whatever. He right. pretended to be a cop, you know, somewhere, dude, somewhere. Right. Because a lot of people, like you mentioned, do get in. That's why it's a law. It's uh, it's illegal to pretend to be impersonated peace officer because a lot right. of people try to do it. But not a lot of people claim to be descendants of the Knights Templar. <laughs> you know, it's taking no. it a step further. And uh, so. Once they were arrested, as I mentioned, Keel, when his or when Kamala's office was asked about it, along with saying he was a low-level staffer, they said Kamala is paying close attention to the story, and Brandon Keel is on paid leave. Okay, paid leave. He, wow. He went around nice. ta- saying he was a descendant of the Knights Templar, and he now has jurisdiction over thirty-three states, Mexico, and. He gets paid leave? He's not yeah. fired? Right, right, right. Dude. That, that, that's wild. Yes. I, I think it's because he was so valuable to her. Like, like he, he was put on the best assignments. Like, that's how much she trusted him with this truancy stuff that he must have done such good work that she, 
she just needs to keep around, I guess. And his Twitter account, by the way, too. He has so, a Twitter account? He, he does. I'll tell you more about that okay. when we get to that part in the story. Okay. Okay. But the only thing he's ever tweeted about, and it's not many tweets, is Kamala. It's a little weird. It's really, really weird. So they were arrested and charged. Keel was charged with six counts of impersonating a peace officer and one count of unlawful use of a government ID. And the woman, Hayes, was charged with the exact same thing, six counts of impersonating a police officer. And she was not charged with the ID thing because she wasn't doing that. And the other guy, David Henry, who is really the most interesting part of the story, we're going to get to here in a second. He was charged, I think, with four counts of impersonating a peace officer because... He didn't always wear the cop uniform. He had another uniform that he donned. All I'm right. going to show you here in a second. When I have all the links in my notes. Yeah, so when yeah, I get yeah, to it yeah, in my yeah, notes, yeah. I'll be able to pull it up uh, on screen. And, and Yeah, let's talk about David Henry right here, the guy. So he, he claimed to be Keel's father-in-law. He also called himself the Grandmaster of the Masonic Fraternal Police Order. And he used to have a Google Plus page, which is gone. But I did. I was able to pull it up on the Wayback Machine and get some of the images. And I, I did get. I did. I could find some of the other images too. So I will show you some of those. Let me pull those up. Here. All right. Uh, where did that go? Hold on a second here. Yeah, take you. Uh, yeah, this guy is. He's a character, man. Uh, yeah, I have this titled "Weird Photo" on my. There we go. All right, I'm gonna share that with you. This is the best right here, dude. This guy, this guy's just. This guy must have just somehow found all these prominent people, and he got photos taken with them. And I don't know what they were thinking, getting their picture taken with this guy, but they right. did it. And you know, like here, this isn't any prominent people, but that's him in the middle right there. No way. That, so that's the outfit he wore. Some boss, dude. Look at that. That cool guy. Yeah, I mean, look at that's nuts. And they got this gold. I mean, it's a great outfit. <laughs> he wears it well, also. And I wonder how. Actually, I might be able to find. Here's the one. The other one I'm gonna show you. See that one? What? That's Bill Clinton there. Yeah. Pull that down right here. Can you still see that, or did that yeah, go off screen? Yeah. yeah all right. Oh wait here. Let me. I can. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna switch it. I'm gonna take that one off and put a different one on. Okay. Because I'm gonna show you that Bill Clinton photo a little bit bigger, uh, because. It's he's got there's photos of this guy with Bill Clinton with Maxine Waters with, with just a number of other people in Congress. He's, oh, put that there up. you go. Let me hit this. There you go. There he is, dude. That's him, Bill Clinton. There, there's one. There's a picture of this guy giving an award and the Masonic Order giving a, an award to Maxine Waters, and they're dressed in their funky stuff, and she's just accepting the of award. Of course, it's it's crazy. Now, how they got close to them, I I, I don't know, but. This guy seems like just like a wacko at first. That, yeah, you know, maybe look at him. Yeah. Pulled, yeah, he's dressed like a clown. <laughs> or may, I don't even want to say that. Maybe there's something to whatever it is they think they're into. Because they, you will see that they absolutely believed the stories they were telling. And I find my place, my notes here real quick. They, they kind of, dude, I, have you ever heard of like, uh, well, Sovereign Citizens? Yeah. Have you yeah, and there's like there's a group called the Mo- the the Moorish Nationals. They're really big in Philly where I live. But this sounds exactly like them too. I've heard that name. What are they? They're just like they claim that in uh, I guess Morocco or what was like the first country to recognize the United States. So they signed this treaty, like you know you whatever. And so basically, they in Philadelphia they're big on selling their own passports selling IDs oh, wow. saying you don't, when you go to court, like you buy their classes and, and because you're a Moorish national, you won't, um, 
you know, be prosecuted. It's like the Amish almost, where they have their own little community. Yeah, what's that? Is, is it like the Amish where they have their own rules and stuff? I, they're all rules, but yeah, they don't live, but they're all on so many, like they meet in the park and it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, so work. a meeting like this, I, I would just wonder. I would want to like go to one of these just to see what it's like, but I don't know that I would want them to know that that's why I was there because right. it's no telling <laughs> what's going to happen then. But this David Henry guy, that guy we just saw, yeah, he he's he was an Emmy went uh, he is an Emmy award winning journalist. He, he used to work for a local Fox affiliate, and in a speech when he won his Emmy, at the end of it, he thanked Ice Cube. For setting up his career. Damn. It's crazy. It's not. What? I saw the video of it. I don't have the link to that on me. But he did. He's just. The guy won an Emmy for his journalism work. So he obviously is intelligent. Right. There's no doubt about that. And he's the one that was buddies with Maxine Wat Waters. He's the one that gave Maxine Waters the award. And he's the one that along with the guy who worked for Kamala and the woman went to the police departments claiming to have okay. jurisdiction over them. Okay. So he was, he was like, he was called the grand master of the leader, even though he didn't say much and Brandon Keel did all the talking. Okay. Got it. Okay. And, and, I, and I believe at times he wore that outfit instead of the police uniform. And that's why he did not get six charges of per impersonating a police officer because he was dressed as the messianic leader guy. And so we fast forward to the, the court, the court proceedings uh, uh, involving these cases. And this is where it starts to get really just crazy it, it, with the woman and Keel facing the same six charges. So she was actually facing less charges than Keel and Henry facing less charges than both of them. The case fell apart against them. Okay. And only one of them ended up doing time behind bars. Any guess on which one that was? Oh, the woman. The oh, woman Kamala? Who, every no, no oh. not Kamala. The the woman who went with Brandon Keel and David Hayes to all these police departments claiming to have jurisdiction over them and personally. Okay, cops, where? The one that they all told investigators said nothing and was just there, kind of there along for the ride. Who did the least is the only one who spent time behind bars. Which is, you know, it's uh under Kamala's law, they treat black women very well, apparently. Yeah. By putting the one who did nothing in, in prison, they were, they were facing up to three and a half years in prison. Now, the wow. reason that Brandon Keel didn't serve any time in prison is because on the day of his pretrial hearings, the case was dismissed. The difference. Are, in, oh, shocking. Oh, yeah, my God. Totally. Oh, my God. That woman probably wished that she was a prized employee of Kamala Harris at that moment. They claimed that the evidence collection that they collected for Keel was tainted somehow, which meant they had to throw all the evidence out and therefore they had to throw the case out because they didn't have the evidence, which is strange because they were able to convict her. That's and, a great point. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and how does this, how does that get tainted? It's not drugs. It's not, you know, right No. Yeah. It's Kamala throwing the case out because right. this guy knows too much about her. Right. Most likely. And now David Henry, the grandmaster he didn't face trial. Here's why he didn't face trial. On the day, I think it was the day before he was set to do his first court date. That night, he dropped dead. He died of a pulmonary embolism, they say. He was like 46 uh, years old. Totally ran because they are like random, though, so that's the perfect lie. Perfect. It is the perfect lie. However, yeah. I, he was maybe anticipating that something might happen to him. And I was fortunate enough 
to stumble upon, this is just crazy, to stumble upon some videos that he made online. He had, he, I don't know if this is his YouTube channel or somebody else's YouTube channel who put all of these videos up, Okay, but they're still up there. And I remember the first time I played them on air, they had like almost no views and I don't think they have many now, but let me find. They're all from you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so I have one pulled up on the audio clip, and then we can go watch some of the video ones great, if you guys great. want to, just to see what he what yeah. he looks like. Um, but just listen to listen to real closely to what he's saying in this video. I, my jaw dropped the first time I heard this. All right, here we go. Detective Amelia Hernandez, she's deaf. She doesn't understand disorder. Oh, I got that on double speed. Sorry, let me slow that down. So this is David Henry, the guy who dropped dead. And this okay. is a few. This is a couple of months before he dropped dead, right after he was charged with the impersonating a police officer offenses. Okay, okay. And he's talking about the investigator into the case. But the United Nations, many of you do. So I'm reaching out to you, as I have reached out to President Barack Obama and U.S. Attorney General Loretta Lynch and Kamala D. Harris, the Attorney General of California, and Congresswoman. Maxine Waters, and others. They all received letters involving this matter. I'm just saying- The matter he's talking about is the investigation into his case, and he's saying that he sent letters to Maxine Waters, who he is photographed with, right. uh, I think years earlier, giving her a award, and Kamala Harris, who works with his buddy, and he's telling them in those letters to stop this prosecution, which they did for Brandon. Not so much for him. asking for it to stop. Do you know what that's about? That was Monica from uh, uh, the previous time we did it. Uh, that, I actually intended to play that one second, but uh, this one, it, it builds suspense a little bit more anyway. Here, here is now, this is the best one right here. I feel bad for the guy, but man, this is just wild. <laughs> I just, <laughs> all right, here he is. Wait, is that up on screen? Yeah, yeah there we go. Thank you. This is David Henry speaking. Okay. You're wrong. You are wrong. Detective Amelia Hernandez, you put a hit on my life and Reverend Tonette Hayes' life and members of the Armenian community's life. And you, who the hell do you think you are? If you're ready to kill me, bring it. Come on, bring it. Whoa. Wait, when was that? All right, so so yeah, he, he said they were trying to kill him. Right, and right. Then, like in the next video, he's pleading to Kamala and Barack for help. Now, I, I maybe that's a coincidence. Maybe he said that about everybody, but but man, that that seemed a bit strange. Yeah. Especially, yeah. Go ahead, react. I've been talking way too. No, long. dude, that's just <laughs> I'm, again. I'm just shocked that none of this at all has has ever been brought up to Kamala. It's right. Or How do you Kamala, not ask whatever. her about this? How does she get away with not commenting on this? Especially when they told the investigators that Kamala knew and approved of what they were doing. And just to give you a little bit of the, the description of this YouTube video from this guy is says, uh, make sure this is the right one here. Attorneys involved in everyone. Okay. Jim McDonald and his corrupt, uh, department, uh, or Detective Amelia Hernandez plotting to kill female Reverend Tonetta Hayes and Grandmaster David Henry X and Brandon Keel of the Department of Justice. We all feel the Los Angeles District Attorney 
office is involved to so we need everyone we need the knights templar from mexico to come join in and protect your grandmaster david henry x from the corrupt la sheriff's police police department who is trying to kill your grandmaster david henry x please alert everyone from uh columbia and i can't tell uh s-i-n-a-l-c-a i'm not sure where that is but i mean he's got this long description in these videos just talking about this stuff and in multiple videos he's pleading to kamala he's pleading to brock stop right. it they're, they're gonna kill me yeah then he died and it's um totally by conspiracy totally... or just a coincidence exactly that right in right in line with your show theme it's perfect <laughs> and it... oh go yeah. ahead go ahead no go ahead i was just... I, I was just gonna ask so besides the the faking of the police what what was like were there any other nefarious activities that were attributed to to this knights templar group not that i've been able to discover uh, other okay. than there were it, the parties they used to have with all of the people that would come over to their house and, yeah there's people who felt threatened by that because all of them knew that they weren't official police as they knew them and they kind of flaunted their weapons around so i, I don't i didn't well, i didn't discover anything that they were charged with i, I will show you something i should take that back uh, and I, I've never actually showed this before because I couldn't find it until I, I found it again today. But I've, I've discovered this on Twitter, which is a, a photo that this one account just links this photo over and over and over again and says that like the Department of Justice and the Knights Templar is doing this stuff. It seems like crazy wild stuff, but I'm going to show it to you anyway because it does reference Brandon Keel. I'm going to add this uh, image to the... The share thing here. Here yeah. we go. Yeah. Uh, top. Well, no, here's, I got to do it a different way. It's the wrong type of file. Hold on one sec. Oh, um, dude. Okay, here we go. Let's get that. And still producing it in, in, in real time. Uh, we we got to be multi-talented when we You do, do dude. Right? You have to be good at everything if you're a, a, a podcaster like, like we are here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, perfect. So, we got it. Yeah, get a, get a look at this photo. Senator, a senator and former California state legislature, Mike Davis King, taking Illuminati blood oath rituals. And I don't know who that is. Yeah. And, and it's an image of uh, two black men who one of them has no shirt on, but has a loose tie and then has a bunch of cords and stuff wrapped yeah. around his body and his neck. And then there's another one where it has senator written across this person's chest. And they're both blindfolded and they're both shirtless and they're both kind of tied up a little bit. And then it says, has an arrow pointing to what they say is Brandon Keel. It says Illuminati GHP Brandon Keel giving Illuminati blood oath. At the bottom it says, GHP Brandon Keel, 33rd and Grand Master David Henry, 33rd is over 42nd congressmen and women and, and 26 senators, I guess saying they have control over them. Now, this is probably just a bunch of bogus stuff, but in light of all of the other stuff, yeah. and in light of that guy dying after saying they were going to kill him, and in light of the fact that you can't find a trace of Brandon Keel online since 2015 when this happened, his Twitter account stopped dead cold when this happened. No trace of him. Damn. It makes you kind of say, I wonder what's up with this image. Right, right. Is... I'm a word was everyone black in the Knights Templar in this group here well I think there were a few I think there were a few white guys and some of the okay. images of them posting yeah because but yeah he does talk a lot about the, the Black Panthers and stuff in some of his videos okay I, I, it's almost around and now 
I don't, I don't believe I've only heard this through Richard or what's Bishop Larry Gators, who has, is, I don't know if you know who that is. He just makes shit up, but he talks a lot about the Boule Seeker Society and it was all African-American. So I was just wondering, you know, maybe, which is totally not, you know, I don't think out of the, out of the question that doesn't seem. That's what it did come off that way a little bit. Yeah. And the way they yeah. presented themselves. Let, let me, here, I'll show you his old, uh, David Henry's old, uh, Google Plus, whatever okay. whatever that was called, which they've taken some of the videos off of this or, or uh, images, but um, there's still some up there. And see, that's it says Matrix. The only choice you have is me. I give heaven or hell. This is his Google Plus page, his old one from the Wayback Machine. Uh, I am that that you are not eternal life. I am Grandmaster Henry Illuminati. So is it Illuminati or Knights Templar? It's starting to get uh, I, right. I, I don't know. And, yeah. Well, I saw that on the one photo they said that, but you know, it's right. It's kind of interchangeable, I'm sure. It says kind of Illuminati Grand Grandmaster David Henry X. We we our accepting members, age 21 and up, must always be ready to protect. And like you see, you see those there, yeah. Those images. I mean, that's just kind of some weird, crazy imagery there. I don't know what those are like diamond skulls or what. I don't know right. what those are. And it says NWO on the one here. Oh yeah. It says Illuminati jewelry collection of the most expensive Masonic Illuminati ring price tag. Uh, the price tag is your life. <laughs> Can you afford that question mark is what he said. Yeah, very threatening. I mean, this guy kind of walked around talking like this all the time. And yet he was an Emmy winning journalist. Right. And so that was my like, you know, we can write off like uh, he, Corey Good, insane. Right. A lot of these people that have these fantastical uh, the ones that message you, would you like to join the Illuminati? They're insane. They're crazy scammers, whatever. But the fact that they, they were so close that they were defended and even corruptly pushed out of court clearly shows that they're, they're be more than just some nut jobs that are, you know, right. right. They're crazy. not, they're not just crazy. They either, somebody is fueling those, those beliefs in that, whether there's any legitimacy to what they believe. I, I can't, I don't know. My speculation is probably not, but I, how am I to know? I, I don't know. But yeah. this is like a way they, they compromise people, I, I think. So if you read some of the CIA manuals and the FBI manuals, they have these acronyms on, on how they, here's how you compromise a person and turn them into somebody that you control or, or you, 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 uh, what you, they don't say you drug them. They kind of imply that with sex espionage, but they, they talk about the points you go to that you go to their idea of grandiose, their desire to be an important person. Uh, like this might be presented to somebody yeah, yeah. or uh, financial woes, whatever. They just look for those weaknesses and personalities. And, and I think that that could be something going on here where, where these guys were being fed some sort of information that made them believe this. Yeah. Right. Right. It gives a white guy right here. It looks like. Oh, no, that's uh, a good point. Yeah, Masonic Fraternal Police Department. And they're, they're they're look out. I mean, you know, if if you saw somebody walking down the street with that, oh, that's a cop. Yeah, you think it's a cop. You don't know right. the different. You know the slight differences in uniforms. Dude, just think of the power that they because they 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 just must have. I mean, to no police. If you knew this was going on, would ever ever let you do this for dress over and over. You know what I mean? Right. This would be stopped. There he is. Yeah, totally. And there's like a twerking video on there. It's a little weird. 
Yeah, yeah I wish but, the, these photos weren't blocked out. Some of them are just gone. And, and Kamala, though, she, the only, her connection, she doesn't call herself a Templar. She's just associated with these two guys, possibly more in, in the group that's calling themselves Templars. Right? Right. And, and yeah, so uh, the connection with her is that relationship with Brandon Keel and how, okay. That how closely she worked with him and how she very much special thank you. I mean, they worked hand in hand basically and how she, in my opinion, clearly got that guy off and yeah. then everything he tweeted about what was her. And there's a couple speeches he gives at uh, if this guy. You, I, there was a bunch of videos of him giving speeches at various places and he's always speaking about Kamala and as though he's speaking on behalf of Kamala and, and his, his position with the, the DOJ or uh, in California anyway, the state general attorney's office and um, Kamala never that I can find has like publicly pushed back on any of this. Now I'm not saying she's in that, but clearly the fact that, that they put him on leave, they didn't just fire him. Right. And, and right. they got him off and, and they, didn't maybe kill him or whatever. It, it just makes you wonder if some of this ritual stuff or this compromising information that he knows stuff that she's like, okay, I'm just going to let this guy off. We're going to let him go live in obscurity because there might be yeah. something to it. Yeah. It's, I would love to know. I would love to interview this guy if he's out there somewhere, but I doubt that'll ever happen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just, I just can't believe this is a vice president that nobody's ever s just, hey, what about this weird stuff? It, yeah, it right. It baffles me. Right. Do you think, I, like, the, because I mean, I know these people are calling themselves Templars. I don't know, like, what, how ritualistic or occult they are, but right. do you think secret societies, in the sense that they existed in the, the 19th century and even the early 20th century or mid 20th century, do you think that these, if they still exist, are they still, are they benign groups? Are they still powerful? What do you think? I think they probably do exist. I, okay. they're, they're, I think of it probably like, like fraternities at a college type thing. Right. And right. I, I think they probably, some of them probably do have a level of power. I know that uh, a lot of, a number of presidents have come from, was it Skull and Bones? Uh, right. Or Yale and, and a few yeah. of those other ones uh, i the the knights templar and all that if i had to guess if i had to speculate i would say it, it probably does exist at a certain level in, in a transformed way and that it, it's all intertwined with like the world economic forum and right. I think they probably cross over with all that so i think they probably do exercise a level of power and i think they keep people uh on the surface of the organizations dumb not unaware to what's actually going on and i, I think they operate based on compromising people the ones that are bad especially that they, they they that's how they keep people in check i think is they just compromise everyone they can so they have these levers of control are there good ones that exist i don't know i think there probably are ones that have good people in them that are, are well intentioned uh like I, I said earlier is those good ones that's, that's what's really difficult is the things that are good are always going to be subject to to being co-opted and, and targeted by, by those who with bad intent to try and taint them. And yeah. I do believe that there's good, a lot of good in the world. I think humans are just innately, I think very good and kind and, and, uh, and capable of amazing things. But these collective organizations that are just intent on power uh, fight against that. So I think there's an ebb and flow. I think there's good and bad in probably a lot of these organizations. Yeah, I agree, dude. I, and it's funny, like when I first, 
And I'm sure you see it too. Like you, it's so easy to get caught up in the conspiracy. Like yeah. that guy's got an orange shirt on. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's done. You He's, find those connections. Yeah. Right. Right. And yeah. you know, like a lot of people, I, and I, I try not to do that because it's like, okay, so their shirt has a, whatever, a bull on it or whatever. Or, yeah. It used to be the Super Bowl commercials where everybody would analyze those for yeah. the, the stuff. And uh, it got to a point, I used to love doing that. But yeah. it, it gets to a point where it's like, you know, I, I've, my friends and I, we've made films. I, I've been in films and shows and stuff where if I were directing something, I might say, hey, let's put like an all seeing eye in the back just to mess with people. Yeah. And, and I bet yeah. that's going on. <laughs> no, and I'm sure you're, I'm sure you're right. And then we'll, we can like finish with this. So, What's the with propaganda? I I'm starting to read just like I'm reading about um like the the 1600s and uh the all the Shakespeare and stuff like that and their his plays and how they were filled with occult you symbolism. Francis Bacon? Or rich, Bacon? Yes, Francis yeah. Bacon. That's what the books. It's called Gnostic America. Yeah, I think yeah. I've, I've read that one. Oh, you have? Yeah. Well, I don't know if I've read Gnostic America. Actually, that's yeah. I've read one that has a similar title. That okay, is, yeah, uh, yeah. It's not or not. It's Rosicrucian America. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Rosicrucian. It's by Stephen Soda or something like that. Who's it? I really liked him, but he. It just was amazing that the the symbolism that they have they yeah. were putting in in Shakespeare to, you know, it's not a new phenomenon. This uh, right in the buildings in D.C. So Harold Laswell, he he writes a a, a book on. It's I can't remember the title, but it's basically like architectural propaganda, how, how those symbols are used to propagate and, and control. And, and it, it is fascinating. It's these symbols can come to have so much meaning to people that simply by just like the flag, by showing it, it stirs up either patriotic emotion or, or divisive emotion at this point with yeah. uh, yeah, ever since uh, taking the knee thing with Kaepernick and whatnot. Right. Or if you saw Zelensky last night where which was really pretty shocking to me. Pelosi comes out and hands Zelensky a folded up flag in the wooden triangle that you typically see the uh, relatives of uh, a dead soldier get. Yeah. I, I know my, my mom I got has one right one. there. Was, yeah. Right. Yeah. I was just yeah. shocked by that. And then Zelensky hands them a, a flag, a Ukraine flag signed by all the soldiers in uh Bakwa or whatever you're saying, which my question is, I'm like, how many Nazis signed that flag? I, right. I, I don't know. They're not right. Nazis, but he admits that there's some of them there, but that that feeling that they get, it's attached. They try to attach that to these. It's like little pillars that control us when we move around and stuff. It's fascinating. Yeah. What's that name of that book? Because I, I, I would it's love to. Harold Laswell, and it has to do with architecture. I don't know the exact name of it. Okay, but I'll it, have to look at it because I read uh, a Tupper Saucy's Rulers of Evil. It's like a Jesuit book. Yeah. And so he went over all the architecture and. So even how like the minuscule, like the, 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 the things they made the statue out of were important, you know? Yeah. Okay. It's called the signature of power buildings, communication, and policy. Signature of power. Harold Laswell. I'm checking this book out. All right. Signature of power. I'm going to take a look at this. Yeah. He's got a lot. That of sounds fascinating. Ones. And Hitler used to put speakers around like going into this different tactics that would play agitating music around the country to keep people on edge to and anxious and angry to c control them and divide them and, and they, they they use any means uh, possible this is what i should have mentioned when you asked about bernays earlier is his thing one of his main things is it's all about the points of contact and the channels of communication as you you seek to reach the public through every single available channel of communication that you can contact them with 
delivering your information to. Like nowadays, we might see that be a billboard. It, it might be a, a, the wall of a bathroom at a bar yeah. you go take. A, or it might be your grandmother if they can get their propaganda message in her mouth. I'm not saying don't trust your grandmother. I'm right. just saying you know, that's what they seek to do ultimately. Dude, we got to do another show. I know you always do propaganda, but I would love to pick your brain on, on or so. So if you're if you're willing to come, we got to yeah, do dude, another I one. I love soon. talking about like the actual tactics and the history of it. I, I don't yeah. get, I actually don't get a chance to talk about that a lot. I try to relate. Oh, relate perfect, to the show dude. But, well, I'm yeah. booking you, so consider it booked. Cool, man. I appreciate you having <laughs> me on. It's been fun. I, I know that I, I you know, I, I talk a lot sometimes. No, but dude, you, you talk perfect. Perfect. <laughs> don't even. But where can people find you? What pod, what's your podcast called? All that kind of stuff. It's called The Propaganda Report on just any podcast that you, uh, any podcast wherever you listen to your shows. And uh, I share the feed with Monica. So my, Monica's shows are on there. My shows are on there. And I, my website is propagandafight.com. And you can find me at youtube.com slash Brad Binkley if you want to see all the videos very briefly until they get taken offline and uh, demonetized and then taken offline midstream or rumble slash uh, propaganda report. And I'm also in rockfin.com slash propaganda report. Awesome. And Freedom Act Radio on Twitter. And okay. I believe that's report.locals.com. Yeah, I'll put that. Locals. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, really, I really appreciate We're going to do this again soon, dude. I appreciate you. Have a wonderful Christmas. You too, man. And, and thanks for doing the show, dude. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right, man. Take care, everybody. I'll talk to you, you guys soon. My dog's barking. I made some nachos. So I'm out, yeah, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Take care.